Cadence. Hi, I'm Alexa. And we're Something, Something Sinister, Sinister Podcast. Podcast. Ooh. Ooh. We are back. It's spooky season. It is. Wait, the when is the season. actual first day of fall? I think it's the 22nd of, of September. Ooh. Yeah, I think. That's exciting. Yeah. I don't know anything. I think it is the 22nd of September. I don't know. I think it's coming up this week. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, um, we have like 90 degree days. Yep. Literally today through, I think like Wednesday and then Thursday it dips down to like 73. So I wonder if Thursday is the first day of fall. I don't know. I'm just sick of honestly summer. Yeah. But I, I also too. don't want to be pale. Well, that's I'm what self-tanner is for. Yeah. Like, let's be like, honest. Look how the difference in my arm and my face is drastic. It's <laughs> <laughs> not okay. Yeah, I know. I don't like being pale either. I think like everyone looks better when they have a little bit of a glow or a tan. When I am at my palest, yeah, it has happened numerous times that my nana will be like, "Are you sick? Are you sick? <laughs> no, you nana, okay? I'm not sick. I'm just pale. I'm just." I look like just I'm disgusting because I'm pale. I'm just a troll. Right. Um. So we do have one story. Uh, we had an anonymous fan. I'm going to generously call them a fan. <laughs> uh, sit, replied to yeah. our Disney, our dark Disney episode where we talked about some of the spooky stories of Disney and the deaths yes. at Disney. Oh, my gosh. And they did say <clears throat> that Disney does have a lot more deaths than what they, not than what they report, but I implying that a lot is covered up which duh I think we all we said that you know a million times in the episode and a lot of them are natural cause or like acts of God like heart attacks and things like that but yeah I was quite surprised by that like to know that a lot of people have or going to like cardiac arrest or heart attacks or strokes or whatever so exciting to be there I guess (laughs) they're just so excited (laughs) that'll be me death by Disney (laughs) I can't wait. Um, But they told a story about another haunting that was interesting. And it was on an attraction that I've been to. And that's Mm -hmm. Mickey's house. So this only exists at Disneyland now. But they have like a makeshift Mickey and Minnie neighborhood. And you can walk through Mickey's house. And there's all these different scenes. And one of the final scenes is Disney in his Fantasia er or Mickey in his Fantasia era. So it's Sorcerer Mickey. Mm -hmm. And I remember meeting him and bawling my eyes out there's definitely a picture of it but um in that room there's the magical broomsticks that appear to be dancing or just around the room Mm -hmm. and they were telling the story that there was always the rumor of a little boy named timmy who would haunt mickey's house and this little boy go a different little boy not the dead one this boy the alive one goes up to meet sorcerer mickey and they said there's a boy standing in that corner there's a boy over yeah, he's there he's like who's the boy back yeah, in the corner and they're like what everybody boy? turns to look no one sees it and no. i'm uh, I got I chills know. listening I know. to the story. I did too. I mean, can you imagine like no. seeing little Timmy? No. I know. You no, would probably pass out. You would pass out and like piss your pants. I at would the same be time. part of the people who have a heart attack at Disney. <laughs> right I would there. be part of the statistic. Yeah, but your heart attack would be because you saw Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> Not because oh, you were Timmy. excited. Oh, Timmy. <laughs> so, yeah, that's 
that is wild. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy to Guys, think about how. continue to send in your stories. Yeah. We love like ghost stories well, like that. I mean. Use love very lightly. Cadence loves it so much. I'm obsessed. She like dreams about it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's accurate. That's pretty accurate. So that's oh, uh, that's all the news that I had. I thought that was a fun, yeah, fun story. Such a fun story. I loved everything about it. All right. So before we get started, um, our something spiked. Yes. I made tequila soda with Cheers. pomegranate. Cheers. It's almost what our murger margarita. Murger? Murger. Murger. I'm drunk already. I've already had seven of these. Murder margarita were made out of yeah the pomegranate juice mm-hmm. so good <sighs> delicious so good um okay so let me read our disclaimer and then we will get started so our videos and podcasts are for entertainment purposes all information discussed was found on the internet keep in mind we will talk all things sinister that may not be suitable for all audiences viewer and listener discretion is advised mm-hmm. We are talking about, I don't know if you know this story, and I hope you don't, Richard Angelo, a.k.a. the Angel of Death. Angel of Death is what is sounding familiar to me. There are a couple of Angel <laughs> of Deaths, like, not just him. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. I don't know if you know this story, but I hope you don't. So, drinking word? Yeah, so, drinking word, um... Let's do patient. Patient. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do patient. Okay. So anytime you hear the word patient, take a drink. Patient. Patience. No. Not Patiently. Like, no. Like I know. Like a, a patient. patient. I assumed. <laughs> like a person. I assumed we were going to be saying like he was a patient man. Yeah. Like, like consistently throughout the episode. Oh okay, my gosh. It. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So Richard Angelo is a serial killer who attempted to kill at least 35 people in seven months in Long Island, New York, back in 1987. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Up to 35 people in seven months. So we are still in Virgo season. Um, And I think we've already kind of gone over this article from Cosmopolitan um, by Stephanie Campos and Erica Smith. But I just had to like add this in here again, Mm -hmm. just because it's so perfect fitting. Yeah. yeah, For the story. Um, Virgos are meticulous and systematic. They live for patterns and routine. Serial killers tend to commit acts that follow a characteristic, predictable behavior pattern as well. Also, Virgos are very good at cleaning up after themselves. They line up, wait, they line up by Kelsey McConnell saying, oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> I messed up my Reading notes. is hard. <laughs> yeah, very hard. Um, anyway, another quote says uh, by Kelsey McConnell says, Virgos are planners and they use logic-based strategy. They know how to apply their organizational skills to caretaking, but their analytical minds make for sharp criminals. So both Damn. of those yeah, quotes from those articles are just absolutely crazy whenever it comes to Richard Angelo. Okay. And I just thought it was so fascinating because it says like they apply their organizational skills to caretaking. Yeah. And you're going to hear about that. So I'm assuming this guy works in the medical field. Yes, he does. 
So, Richard Angelo was born August 29th, 1962 in Long Island, New York. Um, He was an only child, and his parents were both teachers and apparently really good parents. So, you know, it's said that he had a very normal childhood, but one thing as a child that his parents noticed was that he consistently wanted to be praised for Hmm. good behavior. So anything good that he did, he was wanting like mom or dad to say, oh, good, good job, son. Something like that. Yeah. Kind of narcissistic. A little narcissistic. But apparently it's something called hero syndrome. Oh. Yeah. I didn't even know that like that was a thing. But uh, apparently it's like wanting acts of heroism and wanting praise for heroism. Hmm. Which is just weird. But keep that in mind throughout this entire story. I mean, we're going to hit on that a lot. Um, because he just became like obsessed with it. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Um, so continuing as a kid, you know, he was an Eagle Scout. He volunteered a lot. He was also a volunteer fireman um in high school and shortly after high school. Um, and he was well liked by his neighborhood and by people at school. Like he had a lot of friends, he was very fun, he was outgoing. The neighborhood, even like he was kind of like the errand boy wherever he lived. Um, His neighbors say that like he was very helpful. He would help them take out the trash, like the elderly, stuff like that. So like he was a really good like kid and good person as a young adult. But again, it said that he consistently asked for praise. Huh. Yeah. Got it. I I have to just say I can't stand people like that. Oh, I know. Tip for tat people. Yeah. Oh, like, I know. You scratch your back. I'll s- wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'll scratch your scratch. Okay, I'm gonna. Just I'll scratch, scratch your, your back, back if you, you scratch mine. mine. Okay, that's what it is. <laughs> okay. Oh wow. I just had a mini seizure. Okay, well, and it's good. like. Don't don't do something out of like kindness and out of the good of your heart and expect someone to be like, oh, yeah. my God, thank you. Praise. Thank you so much. You oh, are a welcome. godsend. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's just it's yeah, that drives me that drives me crazy as well. Um, So, you know, any good act that he did, he consistently asked for praise by others. Um, It started becoming an obsession to him whenever he did get a little bit older. Um. So the praise became an obsession. Yeah. So he would like so weird. forcefully do things to get recognition mm-hmm. or acknowledgement, like hoping he would get that attention. Hmm. So okay. it makes you wonder. It's like this was, you know, this was clearly a learned trait as a child. So it's like what was lacking? Yeah. In his childhood. Well, and it sounds like his. I mean. Do we know, like, did his parents go along with it? Were they like, you know, there wasn't a lot like his parents really never talked after he got arrested or anything like that. Mm. There was one story um, that I read and I found it on Reddit. So I don't know. You know, the it's got to be true. Yeah, right. It's got to be true. But somebody was like, oh, yeah, my grandma said that, you know, one time he um, offered to take out the trash, you know, for her. And whenever he like got done taking out the trash, he was like, oh, are you going to tell me thank you? Ooh. And she's like, 
I already did. Like I told She's you, like, I'm going to tell you to fuck off. If yeah. you talk to me like that again. <laughs> right. Right. And so, you know, just little things like that, um, was just kind of, kind of, it's weird being obsessed with the praise in my opinion. It's kind of like, right. it's not even, Hey, I took out your trash. You come take out mine. Mm-mm. It's no, it's no, like, you need to say thank you. Yeah. You need to say thank you. And what a good person I am. Right. Which is crazy. So, um, after high school, uh, he ended up going to New York State University to study nursing. Um, he was a very smart man, too. Very smart, very good in school, especially in nursing school. He got like straight A's and was on the dean's list each semester. Hmm. So, yeah, like 4.0 GPA, never miss a day. Like Sounds like me. Very Right. Exactly. Like Kate. Exactly. I actually was on the dean's honor roll list. I believe it. You also tell me I'm great. You're great. You're also so smart. So smart. Anytime I have a question, I call and I ask her, especially if it's technology related. She is like a dictionary. Okay. Not any dictionary on the word dick. Not any dictionary you guys have ever read, but I am a type of dictionary. Um, so he graduated nursing school as an RN in May 1985. Hell of a year. Hell of a year. <laughs> Hell of a month, May. Yeah. The best right? month of all of them. May. Yeah. Uh, debatable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after graduating, he worked at two smaller hospitals in the Long Island, New York area. Um, once as a nurse in a burn unit and then another as a nurse in the ER unit. Um, but he then moved to Florida with his parents. Uh, he was only there for a couple of months, didn't really care for the Florida vibe. So he came back to Long Island, New York, um, ended up getting a job at the Good Samaritan Hospital in Long Island, um, of course, working as an RN nurse um, and being a new work, a new nurse. He obviously had to work the night shift because Duh. he's new. He doesn't you know, he hasn't been there for a while, so uh, he worked the night shift in the cardiac unit in that hospital. Um, and a lot of his patients, unfortunately, were in intensive care within that unit. So mm. keep that in mind. Lots of trauma. The story. Lots okay. of trauma. And I mean, a lot of, you know, his his patients could have. And I said patients earlier. So oh. we have two drinks. But a lot of them ended up dying due to like illnesses or cardiac re- related deaths. But some, it was kind of planned. (sighs) I knew this was going to get bad at some point. (laughs) Right, right. So it's also said um, that a lot of people complained about that specific night shift. Um, I did read and read it that that hospital is haunted. Oh, shit. The Good Samaritan Hospital. Now, of course, again, it was on Reddit. So... Who knows if it's true? I believe it's true because what hospital isn't, isn't yeah, haunted to isn't some extent? Haunted. I mean, people die in hospitals. So, yeah, I so obviously they're haunted. Duh. We were actually talking about this at work today about people who like to go thrifting. Yeah. And I love to go in and out of thrift stores. And occasionally, like, I might buy a t shirt or something here right. and there, like right. little items. 
But when it comes to non-clothing related things, I was like, I anytime I walk into mm-hmm. a thrift store or uh, an antique store, I'm like yeah. haunted, 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 haunted <laughs> as I look at these items. And even if I found like a vase or something that I liked, I'd be like, OK, but what's attached to it? Really? Yeah. No, I don't know. I, something about I don't mind it. I I love the idea of thrifting. And obviously I'm huge. And yeah. I shouldn't say obviously I'm huge into Facebook marketplace stuff like right. She re- is. like recycling clothes. Yeah. But. There's something about like buying someone's like used fork that I'm like, okay, I wouldn't buy a used or like a fork. mirror. Yeah. I mean, I have or a, a lot telephone. Of stuff. Yeah. That would scare me. Yeah. Just because you don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess you don't know, but anyways, you're like hoping for the best, but yeah, you're like a dead person at one point has definitely touched this. <laughs> well, they weren't <laughs> dead when they touched it, but you don't know that. <laughs> yeah. Where's my phone? <laughs> and that's why Pop I stepped out of the grave. <laughs> no, oh, they're being gosh. like lowered into the ground. Right. And they're like, wait, take my spoon. Yeah, take my spoon. <laughs> Give this to Cadence. <laughs> take this to Goodwill. Hurry, she's on her way. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Good Samaritan Hospital, people said that it was haunted. And so a lot of people complained about working the night shift because... They're like, a lot of shit happens, and we don't want to work it. But Richard didn't mind it. He's like, eh, it doesn't bother me. You know, whatever. If it's haunted, then it is. Um, And, you know, his coworkers said nothing but good things about him, too. So, like, talking about his character, like, we hear that he was a good kid, other yeah. than being a little narcissistic. Uh, we hear that he's a good coworker. They said he's very calm, um, handled stress really well highly competent and they thought of him as a really well-trained nurse they're like wow he's only been a nurse for two years and And it's impressive yeah we should go tell him right so he doesn't freak out (laughs) right so he doesn't freak out well um yeah he didn't get the praise that he needed so he got creative um he thought that he was more experienced than he truly was as well whenever he was a nurse so um, again, still looking over, like obsessing over this praise that he's getting. So uh, you're going to see what he decides to do. He decides to save lives. Okay. Yep. Save lives. Yep. Isn't he, that what he's already doing uh, as an RN? Uh, yeah, a little bit. But, but he wants um, to be like vigilante save lives? Like he wants to get the recognition of saving lives. Okay. You don't really get that as an RN. Well, he's going to try. Okay. So um, he starts injecting his patients. Good job, buddy. He starts injecting his patients with drugs where the patient would go into some type of critical condition like cardiac arrest or a coma. He would then rescue his patients by showing his coworkers that he was the best nurse from the job and could revive them. So because of this, he would impress his coworkers and they would give him I get it. the validation and the praise that he craved. Yes, so he wasn't looking to find like find someone with cancer and be like I'm going to cure their cancer and I'm going to get No, he no. was like I want someone on the brink of death and exactly. i'm gonna save it got yep. it okay yep exactly wow well that's one way to do it i suppose right <laughs> right crazy 
he got creative because he wasn't getting the praise that he needed. Yeah. He's like, okay, my coworkers like me, but they're not telling me how good of a job that I'm doing. So I'm going to try to kill people and then bring them back to life pretty much. So in 1987, this is the same year that he was hired because again, he tried to kill 35 people in seven months. Yeah. Seven months. 35. 35. He injected a man named John Fisher. Um, he tried to rescue the man, John, but unfortunately, John died. Um, so, so he just straight up murdered him. Straight up murdered okay, him. Okay, got it. But he was doing the same thing that he had done, you know, to his other patients prior. He would inject them with a substance and then he would make sure they would get into like a coma-like state or cardiac arrest state and bring them back to life. Jesus. Where they would live. They were like, this guy just came in with a broken arm. How did this happen? No, he worked in the cardiac unit. So oh. intensive care. So these people were. Got it. Sicker than. I was just thinking like. Arm. But yeah. ICU. Yeah. Which intensive care unit. Yeah. Isn't a good unit. to be No, in. but yeah. you can have other issues. Right. Yeah, yeah. But he was in the cardiac intensive care unit. Got so. it. Um. <laughs> Come on, Kaden. My entire family works in the medical field. They are going to be really ashamed. Of you? Yeah, yeah. they should be. I um, mean, they're ashamed of me already. No, Let's. It's okay. Sometimes, you, remember, she already said she's drunk, mm-hmm. so it's okay. Um, So, because John died, he failed to get the praise and the recognition. So, what does he do? He does, does it, it to someone again. else. He does it again. Nobody looked into wh- why this happened to this Not guy? Not at this time. Okay. Not at this Hmm. time. So um, it's said that he poisoned at least, again, 35 people. Um, And one of his patients was a 73-year-old man named Geralimo Kusich. Geronimo. 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 Geronimo Kusich. um, And this was in October of 1987. Uh, Geronimo was feeling funny after receiving an injection from Richard. Um, he called for another nurse. That nurse ended up saving his life. Um, she gave the man a urinalysis and took labs of his blood and found a drug called Pavulon in his system. Oh, shit. Yeah. So Pavulon is a neuromuscular blocking agent that's often used to provide skeletal muscle relaxation during tracheal intubation <gasps> and surgery. So oh my God. So no business being in this man's body. No business being in this man's body. So Geralimo was not prescribed this medication or any medication anywhere, anywhere like near that type of medication. Wow. Well, where was he to help him? He, they, the guy just like put on his call switch and just another nurse yeah. came. Yeah. He like oh. yelled for another nurse after John or after Richard left. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So, um, Richard ended up being arrested for assaulting this man, uh, because he was the person that matched the description that Geralimo gave the police. Wow. Right. Geralimo said he was a heavy set man with dark with a dark beard and glasses. So the cops came in, they're like, Yep, it's Richard. We are going to arrest him. Holy he is shit. our yeah, he is our suspect. He's the man that did this to you. Oh my I mean, 
I feel like that was really messy on his part. Very For someone messy. who's so good at keeping it together mm-hmm. um, and presenting themselves as a good person, I feel like you would be on standby. Yeah, you would feel like you would know what to do if you were to get caught. Right. And I mean, if we think about it, it's now been seven months. He's done this potentially to 35 other patients. And wow. so Gerolamo was the last one, the last patient of his that... Yeah, or even maybe not give such an extreme medication. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That just seems... Hmm. Yeah. So... um. Richard ended up being arrested. Uh, the police went to his home to search his home. They also searched his locker at the at the hospital. Um, and the police ended up finding vials of that Pavilion drug in his home and in his locker. So that, like, tied him directly Yeah, to... again, stupid move. Yeah, exactly. Like, why? why? Why keep it at home? Right, and why, like, keep it on you like that? Like, yeah. you're in a hospital. You can, you know, Secret you can go stash. and get it. Yeah. Ceiling tiles. Come like, on. <laughs> yeah, the bathroom. The, the janitor's closet. Yeah, just somewhere other than at your home and in your personal locker. Um, so that tied him directly to the case uh, with Girolamo. Um, whenever he was arrested, though, he sang like a canary. Like, there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's like, yep, I did it. I'm confessing. What? I injected him. Yep, I injected him, and I injected other patients, not only with Pavilion, but with other, with other types of medications that were very similar to Pavilion. So... So at this point, so mm-hmm. Geronimo was the last one and he lived. He lived. First guy died. Yeah, Everybody in between, we don't really died. know. Yeah, right? we're going to talk about oh, it. Oh, okay. But yes, so Geronimo was the last patient of his. Okay, and got he it. Lived. Thank God. Great. Yeah. Did, well, okay. And he was in there also for cardiac issues. Mm-hmm. And okay, cool. Yep. Well, Peace and blessings. I hope he made a full recovery. Right. Seriously. So um, the police and the medical director of the Good Samaritan Hospital decided that the 30 most recently deceased patients they were going to look into at Good Samaritan Hospital because they're like, okay, all 30 of these patients died under care of Richard. So we're going to look into this death and we're going to actually see what happened. So they decided to exhume the bodies. Holy shit. Well, Mm -hmm. and two, I don't, are you getting into the people who survived under his care? Because technically they could look at every patient that he treated, dead or alive, and be like, who had complications? Right. So those people could go back and eh, sue and shit. Yeah. And a lot of this was, a lot of this information was unfortunately on Reddit. So yeah. You know, a lot of it, you don't really know if it's true or not, but we'll get into some of that. Okay. Um. So they exhumed the 30 most recent, oh you know, deceased God. patients of the hospital. Jeez. Um, that, and it wasn't just the 30 most. It was like, okay, that Richard took care of or that, you know, had some sort of questionable death in yeah. some way or whatever. Um, they tested all of the um, patients, all the deceased patients. For those drugs, for the Pavilion, um, another drug was, I forget what it was, but Enectine, um, so similar type 
neurological blockers. Um, detectives had determined that Richard injected at least 35 people that they know of. Um, and there were at least 10 deaths out of the 30 that they exhumed the bodies of. Jeez. Yeah. 10 of those uh, were death under his care. Um, so another area that I had found that was very fascinating. So obviously there, there was something within the New York state that said, you know, if they didn't have like credible evidence to exhume more bodies, they weren't yeah. going to. There were also a lot of the patient's families who were like, no, we're not giving you permission to exhume their body. Why? Because they've already died. They died a traumatic death. Maybe they had a heart attack. Maybe they went into a stroke or whatever the situation I'd be like, was. Yeah, dig them up. Yeah. Like, let's see. So I read that I want to say it was over like 40 um, patients' families like declined them from exhuming the bodies. I guess maybe like. A religious thing, like disturbing the the dead, the peace, the yeah. peace. I don't know. I don't know either. If if there was a chance at finding out that my loved one didn't actually have a heart attack, they were murdered by right. a serial killer. I'd be like, right. hell yeah! Who just wanted praise and recognition because why? Yeah. Like, well, and I mean, technically speaking, I mean, if this guy like had money, like you could like sue or or I mean something, some sort right. of justice or compensation for what he had did from the hospital mm -hmm. like i would go after everyone yeah but um there was one witness statement that i did find on reddit and it's so weird because whenever you look up you know richard angelo mm -hmm. there's not a lot about his childhood there's not a lot about him in general um he didn't really talk to a lot of people yeah so even after mm. getting caught like he's saying like a canary you know to the detectives but that was it like he hasn't Weird. done a lot of Especially interviews. Especially for someone like, who wants praise. I know. You would think he would be like a Ted Bundy type and just right. eat that shit up. Or like want to write a book or something. Yeah. I don't know. It was It's super weird. But um, there was one story that I found of one of his patients that did live um, and he didn't have lifelong like complications, but he remembers everything so clearly. He remembers getting mm. injected by Richard um, and then quickly like fading into this coma like state oh my god and then richard reviving him and bringing him back to death and so he thought he's like okay did i really you mean bringing almost, him back alive or, yeah bring i was him. like Wait, i meant bringing him back <laughs> from death <laughs> bringing and him back he to brought life. him back to, to death, death. um no but bringing him back to life from death and um he instantly thought whenever he came back, he's like, did this man really just try to kill me or did something truly happen like health wise? Man, I OK, as someone who's had health issues, like I've, I've fainted a lot and I would never thought in my and I fainted in a hospital before and I never once thought, I wonder if someone caused this. Like, like you know what I mean? Me? Yeah. yeah, I don't. That wouldn't well, be my first thought, but that just kind of tells you yeah. they had to have probably a really strong feeling. Well, and they had That's just terrifying. gotten injected with something. So oh, they're getting injected. Yeah. So, hmm. 
And then they're easily, like, they're quickly slipping away. Like, instantly slipping yeah, away. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. That actually happened yeah. to my Nana. What? Um, we took her to a hospital in Oklahoma. It uh-huh. wasn't her normal hospital. Oh, my god! But gosh. she was having issues, so we had to take her to the ER. Someone comes in. They immediately um, inject her with something, <gasps> and she starts turning, like, pale white. She starts going out of it. It, and I started freaking out. I was like, oh somebody get in here. Somebody get in here. Like something's wrong. And the nurse who was supposed to inject it directly, it, oh, or uh, she, in, whatever it was, she injected it directly into a vein instead of just into the body. And so it spread quicker and she oh had a horrible reaction to it and like could have died. Oh, just my negligence. God. Yeah. Oh my so God. So when you, I guess when you think about a situation like that yeah. where someone comes in, they're just like, I just got to give you this medication. And you're kind of like, okay, okay. like do like, it. You have no idea. But then you're instantly like going into cardiac arrest or coding yeah. or whatever. Right. So, hmm. Yeah. Terrifying. Maybe that lady was a killer. She could have been. Knowing this hospital, uh, she probably was just <laughs> a fucking methy. You should probably call and report that. This hospital is not known to be the best. Oh. I won't say names, but it's awful. Mm. That's not good. Yeah. I want to know after. Yeah, the story. I will tell you. Um, so, you know, again, why did Richard do all of this? Again, he had that obsession for acknowledgement and praise. And all he wanted was his coworkers and other doctors to praise him for saving lives, for saving the lives of his patients. And so that just tells you how narcissistic and how self-centered yeah. he truly was. I mean, he killed innocent people. Why? Just to get acknowledgement and praise? It's like there that i just feel like there's got to be more to it and it's unfortunate that people haven't looked into this more like right as i don't know i i i really think they should have gone through every record that he touched to see who had complications because i bet that number is massive it's much higher and it the the fact that this was just a seemingly so normal and intelligent and right it, I feel like there's there's got to be more than just this like hero syndrome or whatever. Yeah. Like there's got to be some extreme like sociopathy. Yeah. Some narcissistic something because yeah. that's that's extreme. It's very extreme. I want to bring people to the point of death yeah. and then bring them back just to revive them. Just all, to get the praise. All so someone goes like, thank God you're here. Yeah. Like that's good it. job, Richard. Yeah. Well, you and saved that's another just life today. That is part of their job is to take care of people and save lives. And they do it all day, yeah, every day. Right. So it's like, okay, so when I was a kid, my parents used to tell me that you're not going to get praise for the things you should already be doing. We're not right. going to tell you good job for getting an A on your test because you should be getting A's on you your test. You should be getting an A. We're not going to give you money for cleaning right. your room because you sh- right. should clean your room. Right. You work in a hospital where your job is to save lives and Granted, I do think medical professionals deserve praise. One hundred percent. I'm not saying that. Yeah, one hundred. But somebody who's like, I'm doing this for the praise. It's like, but that's your job, right? So hmm. why did you decide to do that as a job? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so he even said that he was obsessed with receiving attention and receiving the um recognition. He said also that he would inject his victims. Wait till they started to go into cardiac arrest. 
and then save them with an audience around. So oh, he hey guys, wanted, guys, get in the room. Come Can't on come in. Here. Watch I'm gonna, this. I'm gonna save John's life. I'm gonna Narcan him. Watch. Yeah, like, I know, I know. What? So yeah, it's wild. I mean, he said like he would wait until his other like coworkers would come in because these people are coding, like they're dying. So doctors are in, whoever's in, and then he would save their lives. He also said, quoted, I wanted to create a situation where I would cause the patient to have some respiratory distress or some problem and through my intervention or whatever, come out looking like I knew what I was doing. I had no confidence in myself. I felt very inadequate. So he he wanted like a theatrical display. Yeah. He didn't want just like, okay, they're going to sleep and I'm going to wake them up. Right. He wanted them to be like drowning. Right. And that, oh. Yeah. That's terrifying. It's just so weird. Like you get no benefit except self-praise. That's so weird to me. I know. Gross. I know. So during his trial, um, his trial was very interesting. Um, his attorneys tried to say that he had dissociative identity disorder. No. Yes, they did. No, they, they did not. They fought this. They fought this. With they zero this. trauma in your life, with zero childhood mm-hmm. trauma. Mm-hmm. No. Yep. They said um, that he was able to dissociate himself from the crimes he committed and the harm that he had caused his patients. Oh. So that was their fight. Because they literally had nothing else. Right. They had nothing. You could have pulled like. This guy like, was a psychopath. Yeah. You could have pulled like. And, and we're getting ready to talk about this in the next episode. Like mm-hmm. this whole pleading insanity thing. Right. Like being a sociopath is on the list of mental illness. Like 100%. you could have at least said that where he has like psychosis of some kind. Yeah. But to plead DID. Absolutely. Yeah. Not. Because he dissociates himself from his patients. Like, shut up. No, he no. just has zero empathy or sympathy. Yeah. That's uh, mm-hmm. no. So. His attorneys truly believed um, this because Richard passed all of his lie detector tests about him murdering his patients. Like if they said, did you intentionally kill John? He would say no, and he would pass it. Because he didn't. He wanted them to live. He wanted them to live. Yeah. So they Ugh. they thought that he was telling the truth and that because of this, he had DID. So is that they went through with that? No. Oh, no. I was like, I was thank about God to break the this judge. Mic in half. I know. Thank I was God. About to snap your neck. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to inject you. Yeah. Uh, no, the judge dismissed all of this. He was like, nope, I, I see right through this. Thank God. Yeah, I so see right stupid. through this. No, no, he is a criminal. So um, finally, two years later, December 1989, he was found guilty of only two counts of murder, one count of manslaughter, and one count of criminally negligent homicide. He was found guilty of assault charges with a deadly weapon, um, a.k.a. the drug. So in the end, he was only charged with four counts of murder, even though the evidence and the bodies exhumed are a minimum of 10. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. And does that all come back on the families not wanting the yes. testing? So there were some of the families, even out of the 10, that didn't want to pursue the charges because they did not want to have to testify okay. in court. And because, you know, their parent or grandparent or whoever, their death was traumatic or, you know, whatnot. Man. Which I get. But this, we talked about this in the last episode. It's like, if you have enough evidence, why do you need their testimony? Right. To if go those patients found were that was found in their body and they have yes. records that say that this guy treated them, yes. why does the family have to say, Yes, yep, that's Uncle Joe. Right. Yep. Like he was they at weren't hospital. in the hospital when yeah. Richard was injecting them. So what makes them I tied to this case? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You have everything in the world yeah. that points to this guy. And he's right. admitting it. He's admitting. He's fully he admitted already said it. that he did. He, he said confessed. that he Yeah. So right. I don't know. So um, January 25th, 1990, he was sentenced to life in prison and he was only 27 years <gasps> old at this time. What? Oh my gosh. I was picturing like a 45, 50 year old man. Yeah, remember he was only a nurse for two years oh before he got in trouble. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he will become eligible for parole in <gasps> 2049. Oh, so we'll at dead. that time. I mean, we won't be dead, but maybe at that time he will be 87 years old. If he lives he'll be that dead. long. Yeah, he'll probably die in yeah. prison. Yeah, thinking Crazy. back on it. Wait, what year was he born? Seven, uh, 60, 60 something. Uh, 1962. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, he won't make it that long. No. I wonder what he's like in prison. Like, does he yeah. need praise still? Probably. Who knows? Man, I can't believe no one has, has, or how, did you see if there were any like documentaries or books no, or anything about him? Any. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is there crazy. There was like, there was a journalist that wrote about him. Um, He had written her back and forth like letters and a couple of phone calls, hmm. but it wasn't like interesting. Like it was no like an article that she published. No one wants to do an interview with this guy? I don't know. And his he- hero imposter syndrome or yeah. whatever it's, what was hero it called? Hero syndrome. Hero syndrome. Yeah. I thought it was super interesting that I couldn't find literally anything. Well, and the medical thing is is like a trending mm-hmm. section of true crime with like Dr. It Death. Is. And yeah. uh, who was that other guy we talked about? The one that was overseas. He was one of our first oh. episodes. Yeah. Wasn't he in like the UK in or fact, something? In fact, I think he was also called Dr. Dr. Death, Death, but he wasn't the one from the Wandry story. The right. one that was in Texas. Right. So I... I just can't believe no one wants to look into this. I know. It's wild. I mean, maybe there is, but I know I really should. Um, And we'll talk more about that news later. But um, dot, 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 dot. dot. But yeah, I've thought about it unless I missed it. But I did not find anything. Wow. Literally nothing. Well, hmm. I know. Crazy, right? Yeah. So that is the story. Our last Virgo story of Richard Angelo. I know it was a short one, but it was a good one. It's a good one. And it's not a well-known one. No. Huh. I didn't even know of this guy. Like whenever. Yeah. Whenever I was looking, you know, at our list, I'm like, okay, we have this guy. We have this guy. And then I'm like, wait, Richard Angelo. Yeah. And and who is this? It. 
I, I have to, there's got to be another person that I was thinking of, Angel of Death, because that does sound familiar. Yeah, it sounded but familiar I to me definitely, too. The whole, he would, he didn't want to murder them. He wanted to bring them back to life. That doesn't ring a bell at all. Right. Huh. I know. Crazy. I know. Wow, Richard. What state is he held in? New York. New York. Or I think he's in New Jersey. I think he's in a New Jersey prison, prison. if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, great job, Virgos. Yeah. You're out of here. Sayonara, He's suckers. Out. Who are I we know. moving on to next? Uh, is it Libra? Is that right? Mm, I don't know any Libras. Yeah, I think so. I think it's... When does Virgo season officially end? September 22nd. So, yeah, it's Libra. Oh, so my Nana's next. a Libra because she's September 29th. Oh, so that's going to be interesting. And thank God she's also a serial killer. So we can just knock out two yeah. birds with one stone, right. celebrate her talk and about talk her. about her. Yeah, she's just still like on the run. So we've got yeah. like her and her bad knees. They're just <laughs> won't stop. <laughs> thank God she doesn't listen oh, to this. God, I know. Like, Poor don't Nana. talk to don't talk about me on that nasty podcast. You guys <laughs> when say you're the, saying F the F word every freaking sentence. Oh, my God. I know. <gasps> oh, that's great. <clears throat> okay. So Libra's next. Yep. Libra's next. Very next episode, guys. I w- am so excited for. Yes. It's going to be another short, sinister story. However, it's not going to be short. It's going to be a long, It's going to be super story. long. But we are talking maybe about. Maybe even a two-parter. Maybe. I thought about that. But we'll I think. We'll kind of see how it's going. Yeah. Because um, we're kind of splitting it up to really break down. Because we. Yeah. We talk a lot on this podcast about how pleading insanity doesn't necessarily mean a lesser sentence, even mm-hmm. though that's what obviously you think. Oh, well, right. Going to a mental hospital is probably a lot better than going to prison. Mm. And we kind of say it like, oh, everybody knows that that's not true. But we were like, wait, but people but do probably people know don't know that. So we wanted to go through the evolution of mental institutions, yeah. what pleading insanity means. So yeah. we're going to kind of cover all of that. Yeah, we're so I'm basically excited. an attorney at this point. Yeah. I was reading Cornell articles. <laughs> I know. I was too. It was kind of wild. Yeah. It's like, I was like, crazy. what does this word mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, every, like every five sentences, I was like, define blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm yeah. super smart now. She is. She's smart. I mean, she says that she's smart, but whatever. We'll see in the next episode. No, I'm just kidding. Um, some other like spooky happenings. I mean, it's September. We have Halloween coming oh, up. Okay, next I month. was like, what happened? She's like, I thought Whoa. you were about to tell me another ghost, a ghost story. Oh my god, no. But we have um potentially another trivia night next yes. month here in the four one seven area. Um, some Halloween stuff, and then of course our one year yes. anniversary is on Halloween. Isn't that crazy. I know it's so crazy. Oh my god. So crazy. So I wonder what episode number that will be for our, if it's like, yeah, well, I, don't know. I guess it wouldn't be 666 considering oh gosh, we, what? Too. Well, we're a sinister podcast. Yeah. We're not a satanic podcast. Gosh. <laughs> I'm going to have to cleanse her here in a second after this break. Do some saging. Yeah. But yeah, um, Halloween, we still are trying to figure out what we're going to do for that. So, um, yeah. Also, if you guys have costume ideas, send them our way. I would just want to see what people think we should be. We already oh know gosh. what we're going to be for Halloween. Yeah. But I want to know what people think we should be for Halloween. Yeah, please send. I am so interested. Yeah. 
That would be hilarious. Yeah. We should do that on our social media. Right. Anyways, we're just brainstorming at this point. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but to end everything, um, of course, if you haven't already, give us five stars on Spotify or your podcast platform listening yes. platform of choice. It truly helps us. Um, and then, ton. of course, like download yeah. uh, the episode. So don't want to ask you for too much, but that really helps podcasters. Yeah. Download the episode. It takes two seconds just to rate it on yeah. the, on the page. Yeah. And if you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Yep. Um, don't just click and watch and click out. Just hit subscribe. Even if you never watch another thing, we're really not going to take up that much space on your phone, guys. I'm <laughs> telling you, it's really okay. It is. That's okay. <laughs> so we will see you next week for our short sinister story. Stay sinister. Bye.